Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking at Billy Bones A Paolo Gigano West Ham United We celebrate our victories Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast, sorry. It is season it's... nine. It is episode 50. And the gang are back in town. Um, and uh, let me just ask my fellow presenters, uh, before we start, someone on Twitter asked, could you recommend a West Ham podcast with no swearing? And <laughs> we couldn't. So <laughs> let's try it because they wanted their children to uh, listen. So, Nigel, let's try not to swear for the whole podcast. Let's make it child friendly for today. Yeah. Listen. He wanted to say something else, but he didn't. Right. Uh, good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, George. Where are you? What are you doing? I am at home uh, recording a podcast with you guys. John, uh, good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Where are you? What are you doing? We talking to you. Um, and Nigel, good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Where are you? Who's what are you complained? doing? No one's well, he obviously complained. has on Twitter, isn't he? Someone... A family man said, a family I man. Does he take his kid football? Does he not go into a football ground? Right, not anymore. Where are you and You're what not allowed are you that doing? Sort of stuff anymore, Nigel. I'm in my shed. Hey. Good. And you're uh, 10 minutes late and grumpy as normal. Um, <laughs> we had a game of. <laughs> yeah. What you did he say? I'll tell you. Can, can you not read what he says on the screen? Don't say it. Yeah, Don't I can, but we're not swearing. Don't say it. Right. Uh, we had a game of football. We had a second game of football, and we achieved. Ask Nigel one. first, what you thought. So, yeah. So, let's go with Nigel. <laughs> Grumpy Nigel. Uh, we played Spurs. We we hope to recreate an, another uh, win in, in their new stadium like we did the year before with Mika Antonio, but it didn't happen. Thoughts, Nigel? It was bad. <laughs> Over it, to it, me. Had worse, worse than Wolves. Well, it was for me because it's a London derby, 
and, and I expected the defeat, as I predicted. I thought we'd lose. But in the last five minutes or whatever, when we're 1-0, 2-0 down, especially when we're 2-0 down, I don't expect people to be just jogging around and jockeying. You know, I want I want to see people getting booked. I want to see people kicking people up their backsides. And I want to see them getting stuck in a bit of passion. Yeah, we're going to lose the game, but at least show us you're bothered because they did not show that. With that, and, and I, predominantly at the end, I was disgusted with them. I can accept losing as long as they put up a bit of a fight. But we just—I don't know if it was fitness or what—we just showed no interest at the end. Once we were behind, and they got the second goal, that was it. weren't bothered, and yet I've seen us be—you know—two nil down with one minute plus injury time to go and get a draw. And you just knew. Who's to blame? Who's to blame? Um, uh, for me, the players. I'd, there's no manager in the world that would stand there and go, if we're 2-0 down, lads, with five minutes to go, don't knock yourselves out. Just jockey about. No manager in the world's going to say that. And I don't believe for a minute David Moyes would. <laughs> so, for me... Well, he didn't use his subs again. He, he, he used two subs. He subs. bought on it ain't about um, subs. It's Anderson. 11 players on the pitch, mate. It doesn't matter who they are. Put in effort. That's all I'm asking. I can accept defeat. And you d- you didn't see any improvement. Um, I- I'll come to my views later because I've got a different view. But you didn't think, didn't see any improvement from the Wolves no. game in intensity. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's clear. <laughs> um, George, I'm, su- I'm surprised did you at that reaction. To I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. At the end, they just gave up. But I think I did as well, so I don't really blame him. Um, <laughs> you did watch did, the match, I watched though, this George. one, yeah. Um, well, that's the, a bonus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, first off, I wasn't too impressed, and I, we didn't come flying out the blocks. We did okay. I was impressed with how we started the second half, and I think until they scored, we looked like the better team. And I, the, their goal was lucky, you know, it was unfortunate for. Us. Suchek, Salchek, whoever we decided we're saying it. Can I just um, nail this down? Can I just nail this down? Yeah. Go on, Em. How do you pronounce, yeah, Graham Souness? Graham Souness? Uh, well, that's what, how they pronounce yes, it. Yes. In the middle of a game on Match of the Day. No, but look, look, match look, match look. the other day. It, they actually called him Graham Souness when he was playing for Middlesbrough. But obviously... It we James follow what Sky, Sooness. BBC, and the Forget club Forget them, use. yeah? His name is Sooness, spelled S-O-U. Suchek, S-O-U. I rest my case. We progress. They have. They always check this with clubs and players. Salchek is is how what is the correct pronunciation. Well, it might be in Czechoslovakia, yeah, but we ain't in Czechoslovakia. We're in England, yeah? Oh, in England, <laughs> it's Sooness. Oh, we're in, we're in for a right ropey night with Nigel tonight. <laughs> Nothing's going to go right. Cool. If we get to the end without a swear word, so I'll be far well. blown away. Uh, George, carry on. Uh, I can't remember where I was, but basically, sorry, Salchek. Salchek, yeah. It was unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate goal. goal. Um, and, you know, I was, I, I, up until then, I was quietly impressed. Um, I thought, what What do you think of David Moyes? David Moyes, I don't know. Said, he, just, he, he actually said, 
he blamed the VAR, VAR man. He said, I thought he would get charged because he actually said who was in charge. And then he said, well, he should have been substituted. He's not very really good, is he? Which, you know, I, I think questions the competence of, of the referee well, and VAR. Well, Moyes with substitutions, that wouldn't have happened anyway, would it? But but he sort of said, yeah, he said that, you know, the rules are very clear uh, and they gave it and it changed the game. It sounded like it was having an excuse again. Do you, do you make more right? I, I mean, I was I was just... almost expecting it to be ruled out for handball when I saw the replay, um, but they didn't look at it for very long, did they? And then later on, it no. was highlighted again by the coverage rather than the VAR. But it was handball. I mean, you've seen that disallowed. That wasn't handball. That was not it, handball. It was, Nigel, it was given what they give handball for. Had your chance. That really, was that, that, I'll tell you what, Renat, the ball did not deviate from its position. One, it weren't deliberate handball. The ball fell down. If it brushed his arm, it was a very slight brush. We haven't got snicker meter, so we don't actually know. And it, it well, didn't even if we deviate. did, it probably wouldn't work. Yeah, it didn't deviate the path of the ball. Yeah. It didn't affect the path of the ball. I'm not giving that as handball. That's an excuse that Moyes is using and we're picking up on. Oh, it's definitely handball. <laughs> but you've seen it given. You've seen handballs given with this VAR like, like that. You have. I've seen them given against against Declan Rice. For yeah, but that's as the ball kicked up and hit his hand. This is dropped and barely brushed the geezer's arm. If it did, rolled down his arm. Mm. Oh, I didn't it think it handball. did. George, anyway. match stats. <laughs> uh, match stats. Um, Spurs had sixty-five percent possession. Obviously, that means we had thirty-five. We had Good ten enough. shots. Two on target, at least a little bit more than Wolves. They had fifteen four on target. Mm. I don't know. I look. We we. I think we did enough to take some positives out of it. I don't think we deserved anything out of the game, and we were yeah. beaten by who were clearly a better team. But you know, there was enough well, to take positives. Harry Kane, or you know. Pfft. Yeah, I mean, of course, Harry Game was going to score against. hasn't scored for six months. Of course, he's going to score against West Ham. Yeah, but you put him through on goal. He tends to, doesn't he? That's the problem. He ain't played for six months. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Um, I thought Declan Rice looked very good again. Um, Jared yeah, Bowen was another positive. Me. He looked very lively. I feel a bit sorry for him. You can see he's really trying, and he's just walked into a team full of people that have pretty much given up, as Nigel said. So. Um, be interesting to see what happens with How about him. Moyes' substitutions? Made two substitutions. I can't remember them. Who were they? Didn't Who use did five again. Anderson. Anderson. And see, that Anderson just looks like he's just lost all hope, doesn't he? Well, Frank, Frank um, McAvenny said this week, um, I've never seen him going for a tackle. He slated him and said, he's a fancy Dan, whatever a fancy Dan is. I don't no, offence to Dan's. Yeah. But again, he left it late, 71 minutes before he took off, pulled off Noble, put on Anderson, pulled off Fennells and put on uh, Lanzini. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my opinion. I think Declan Rice had a standout game and it was one of those games where I've had people that have said to me, oh, I've never rated Declan Rice, but he was unreal against Spurs. I mean, everyone's starting to notice it and, you know, he's definitely gone in the summer. Mm. Jonathan. Sean. He started with Fabianski, Federicks, Bobana, uh, Diop, Bobrana. Cresswell, Suchek, Belbrainer, uh, Socek, Rice, Bowen, Noble, Belbrainer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fornells, and Antonio. 
um, right choice in who he had available to him, John? He hasn't got a lot more available to him, has he? To be honest with you. Well, some people say he should have started silver or a jetty. Yeah, no, I, yeah, but what did he in got? general, but I, I would say starting a team week in, week out without a recognised striker, you know, when my sort of 15-year-old daughter can control the ball just as well as Antonio, do you know what I mean? It's... Can't you? Never seen her do that. Yeah. I I've, I wrote a case yesterday, I wrote a blog for um, a case for uh, Yarmolenko. I'm a big fan of Yarmolenko. Yarmolenko's had more goals per 90 minutes than any other West Ham player this season, which sort of tells you how bad we are. Um, but for me... If you haven't got a layer, and we'll talk about a layer later, Yarmolenko, actually, if you, you look at him last year, if you remember that game against um, he's not, he's not a lone Everton strike, where he scored he? two. He's not, yeah. And, sure, no, he no, but he's, he's a kind of player. Properly. Yeah, hang on. But he, he scored earlier. Who did he score Everton. against? Bournemouth and... Was it Everton uh, this season or last? Everton was last year. He scored two. He scored one so against Bournemouth and one against... Man United. Two goals. And off the back of that, you're, you've wrote a blog. <laughs> off the back of that, right? Let's get this right. Off the back of a man scoring two goals, that this is that this is our way forward. Yeah, but no, sure. I wrote it off the stats. <laughs> more goals per ninety you, minutes than any other Absolutely useless. I think. Right. Correct wrong. me if I'm wrong. Right, because he's got a lot of support that blog. Let me correct that you. He could turn into a Mikel and uh, Mikel Antonio, a, a Marco Anatovic. That he got. He, he's the kind of play, big play, moving. We can't. That, we can't keep uh, number can't nine. Keep trying to play a game and turning midfielders into strikers. You just can't. David Boyce did it before him. It. It, it's a, well, then all right. Start yeah, Silver well, or, or well, a Silver Jetty. And a jetty then, should just lose. pack their bags up and bugger off, shouldn't they? Because he clearly he's never going to give them a chance. I mean, they're wasting their time. Well, He's, and, and it's just, yeah, yeah. It's just I, kind of ridiculous, really. It's um, I, I saw Spurs as a free hit, John, um, and I see Chelsea yeah, as a free I mean, hit as well. Play the two up front and work yeah, back from there. It's just so going back to the game, John. What what were your views? Words of well, wisdom, Gareth, I'd, Gavin. I'd, what? <laughs> it's an old joke. They um. I would say it wasn't quite as bad as... I didn't see it quite as bad as Nigel saw it. I thought there was more of an intensity about our play up until not where they clearly just were going through the motions towards the end. But it was just another example of really what where does it go to? Everything we did had no focal point. And for as much as Antonio runs about, he, he isn't... He sort of like does something good with the ball, probably two out of ten times and then seven times they lose it or just well that's run into a 20 percent conversion rate which is actually the best conversion rate that we've got in our team no, that's something good with the ball that doesn't mean well, he's actually going to score yeah. yeah can i do a story about that sean yeah sorry who's got a 20 percent <laughs> conversion rate i'll write a story about that tomorrow so yeah it's just it's just it's just poor all round isn't it you know the way he's preparing the team and Picking the team, the way they're they're playing. Have you lost faith? I mean, in let's face Moyes. it. I never had much had faith in Moyes. Sean. Yeah, me either. It's like he's been brought in because he was cheap and whatever. We all agree that he's probably the right level of manager for the club in the state. It's in. You know, we there's not that many other options mm. out there. But 
Yeah. I haven't got much faith in him. He's, he's the one who came in and said, I, I win. That's what I do. Well, what's he won? Two games? Is- it's what I do. I, you've seen that video that uh, is going around, which I, I love that. And it ends this win. We, you know, and David Gold's going, oh, we're bringing a really big player. And then he goes, hi, I'm Ju- Jordan and Gugil. And then it's got him saying, win. That's what I do. It's very unfortunate. But um, what do they do, though, John? Do the, do they sure to catch that do up. they have another roll of the dice? What, who? who who's do they? Know, do, well, do the ball I'm not going to swear but they sell up and, and leave that's what they do but it I, look I know I didn't think like um Nigel said I didn't think we'd win against Spurs and and I, I disagree with him I, I like you I thought up to when the own goal went in I thought we were showing a bit of spirit and trying better than we did at Wolves, where I thought it looked like a training game. I thought we had a bit more pace, even though they were dominating possession. You know, I thought we, I thought he was holding out for a nil-nil draw, and I thought, well, I could see us grabbing a point here. Um, but the run of play went against us. Spurs didn't look that special. Um, they didn't. You know. They're not at the minute. I, I didn't think they were. It was the first game they've won since 2nd of Feb, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they didn't look anything special. But we we're just worse, you know, and it's there's not a lot that anyone can do. I mean, they're not going to change the manager, are they? So we I kind don't of think so, in, right, in right. Moise's defence, yeah. This is not his team, and and this is the thing. I get that the performances ain't great, and I, I understand that Moise is uh, sort of perceived. I think he's a bit better than Allardyce in the way he plays his football. If you look back to Everton. And he failed at United, or his, his perceived failure at United was because he was the first one after Ferguson. I think if he'd come a bit after, he might have had a, a better crack of the whip. Ferguson left him with a really crap team. Now, Moyes, when he first comes to us, we're down the bottom, struggling, team lack of confidence, doesn't really bring anyone in. Let's skip the Hugh Gill deal. Don't really bring anyone in. Gets us out of trouble by playing... Arnautovic as a central striker and turning Arnautovic's career around at West Ham. Adds that, then gets dispensed with, and now comes back in 18 months later with West Ham in exactly the same position. He he brings with in... With worse or, players. With worse players, yeah. He, he brings in, or two players under his watch are brought in, whether he brings them in or not, we, we could argue about it. But anyway, and those two players are possibly the best two at the moment. So, therefore, the two players, Moyes can go, well, I've brought these in and these are the best two. So, it's actually all the crap I've been left with that's dragging Moyes down. Now, it's not me making a case of that's why we've got to keep him, but he has been dealt an unfair hand. And I think he's getting a lot of stick and and people calling for him to be sacked and not looking at it clearly and, and properly. The, yeah. We all know where the problem is. We've done it time and time again. We've got where we are. For me, sometimes we just have to back the manager and hope and put our faith in, in hope because that's all we've got. That's all we've got, hope. Yeah. Well, you, you challenged me to look at his record properly because you challenged me on the win ratios. You said, look at just Premier League um, games. And, and I spent an hour doing those Premier League games to look at his record. As you know, um, 
Um, but he's, he, but again, to the thing about Sam fair on him is he, he, his Premier League Redknapp came out on top. That was some fair on him is that he's both times come into this club on losing teams with the losing mentality. And yeah. it, you're right. Lamb, uh, sorry, oh, um, Harry Redknapp yeah. came out top, and it's points per game, one point three nine points per game. Followed by, funny enough, Alan Kerbishley at 1.34. That's what I'm saying. But Kerbishley um, came in. And Slavin Bilic, 1.33. is third, actually. So, so maybe we shouldn't well, but let this him is go. The thing, isn't it? Um, Pellegrini, 1.25. He's 1.05 with 1.22 on his first stint. And on this stint, which is, what, 12 games, 0. 0.67. Right. Now, Pellegrini came into a team that actually started to perform better, hence while well, Moyes moved us away from the relegation zone, yeah? So he'd got the team playing good football. Yeah. We, we, we were comfortably safe. And Pellegrini came in off the back of that and got given a lot of money to bring players in and supposedly a free mm. reign. Both times Moyes comes in is when the team's lost and lost and lost. That's why they've pulled the trigger, like the fans were screaming for. And, and, you know, without having a go at fans, you know, the social media becomes so toxic. Sack the manager, sack the manager, get him out. He's useless. <laughs> I bet Southampton fans were saying that when they got beat 9-0 by Leicester. I bet Southampton fans were saying that after they lost to West Ham in December and we were like five or six points clear of them. Southampton didn't sack that manager. Now look. Hmm. Sam Allardyce, 1.24. Let's have him back. Then. No. See, I'm trying to get you to swear. You're you're doing your best, well, aren't you? Yeah, the, the the bottom line of it all is that he, he he's an uninspiring manager from a fan's point of view. Yes, he's like Allardyce so in a lot of ways. He's actually. always going to get a bit of grief, but he really when he's putting out a team like he has done for the last well since we've come back and we, he hasn't played a striker yet. He hasn't even put one on the on the pitch. But the only decent striker we got's injured. And and actually, when you look at it, he ain't brought that in. Now, you could say that's a failing of the January transfer window, to be honest. The fact that we strengthened out mm-hmm. wide when technically we had Antonio that could play wide. We had wide players. And the <coughs> midfielder, we strengthened. But obviously, we were losing. You know, who are you really going to put in instead of Suchek? What, Carlos Sanchez? Really? So, this is the, this know, is so, this the problem so you've got. Suchek is a, a is a decent signing, but he's another good player. That he, he looked good at the beginning, and now becoming a West Ham player. But you know, at the bottom line is that even that Silver, he's a young bloke. He's been scoring goals in the youth. Give him a go. And what have you I, got to lose now? And I would tally that up is that we've been here before with a player called Tony Martinez, whose name was chanted by the fans at an away game. Before he'd ever mm. kicked a ball in the first team, got cheered onto the pitch, and he's now playing second or third division football in Spain because he wasn't that good. But is it not better to have a striker than have someone like Antonio, who, who, who's not a striker? So you, I, I wouldn't just, have Antonio would you, there because actually Antonio has been proven does all his best work on the right wide, wing yeah, coming right, in. Yeah. We've took our, one of our best players who scores quite asset. a lot of goals. Yeah, biggest asset. That's it. And because he gets goals, we put him up front. But it, we're missing the point. He got all them goals from playing right wing. 
John, Sean Dyche, yes Sean or no? Sean Dyche? What, what's, what's that happening? <laughs> well, he's, apparently he's fallen out with a chairman at Burnley, uh, might leave this summer and be available. Well, yeah, I'd have him in the championship. He'd bring us up, probably. George. Same, yeah, if, 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 he's, if he's available and we've gone down, why not? He's done very well on a very small budget. Uh, Nigel? I don't like doing things like this when you've got a manager deal like that. So... Well, it's yeah, just between I, us I, I and our eight think, I don't think Dave Moyes is going to be offended. No. All right. I'm not running a poll yet. I'm not well, running a poll saying, which do you want Sean Dyke to take over? I, to be fair, it don't really inspire me. Yeah, I know, I'm trying not to. I've got to struggle a bit later as well. But, you know, he don't inspire me. You know, is he better? You know, he's in the, for me, he's in the Allardyce Moyes mould. Did did Pellegrini inspire right. you when we saw it, when we got? Oh, well, he came with a pedigree, didn't he? Took Real Madrid right. to the most points ever. Run the title. I, mean, that, with yeah, Man City. I guess that's that's kind of the point I'm making. Is he yeah. did for me, and look how that turned out. Well, so. uh, for me, if we'd have kept Pellegrini, I don't think we'd be in quite the bad situation we're in now. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, we're going to move on because we've probably got loads of questions, etc. So. T- Two things or three things I want to mention before we uh, two were newsworthy. Um, so injury news: Obana we know was on the bench. He, he's supposed to be fit for tomorrow when we play Chelsea. Wednesday, um, Wednesday. I think a good Wednesday. Uh, sorry, Wednesday. I think there's a good chance he will start. Um, I know that um, Masuaku is is should be fit soon to recover from his uh, twist ankle, but no one seems to care <laughs> and probably won't make it into the team anyway. Um, uh, Robert Snodgrass has suffered from a, a slip disc, um, but some people are saying, you know, give him enough rest and painkillers. Um, apparently, Gareth Bale had the same problem. Um, it's, it doesn't always need surgery like Sean Terry. The, he could make some of the last games. And I know you're a big fan of Snodgrass, Nigel, I like him as well. I think he's the kind of people, you, person you want for set pieces in when you're in a relegation dogfight. His, his delivery from corners um, has been the best that we've that we've had in recent years for me. Yeah, we are yeah. missing him. And and finally, Alaire. Now this is oh, the yeah. real one I want to talk about because <laughs> there Alaire. There are lots of rumours going around, conspiracy theories. Let me tell you three of them. So apparently, these uh, conspiracy number one is. We have not paid an instalment to Frankfurt, and he's not allowed to play to West Ham until we pay the instalment because we've got no money. That's conspiracy number one. Conspiracy number two is we're not going to play him at the moment because if he reaches three more games by the end of the season, we have to pay a great big add-on million-pound bonus or millions of pound bonus to Frankfurt. That is conspiracy number two. Sounds pretty feasible to me. Conspiracy theory number three is... We don't want to play him because we're planning to sell him in the summer. We don't even want him to get injured, but he's not really injured. And conspiracy four, um, number four is we um, are not playing him for the big games because we want to save him for the easier to win games. Um, there's only one problem with these four conspiracy theories. They're no, I can't say the works. We're not going to swear. They're not true. Well, um, I can see the last he's one injured. Being... 
Well, he is injured. I, I, I have put these conspiracy theories to a single source, which when they fell off, got off the floor from stopping well, laughing, didn't have I mean, fall, did he's just injured. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just injured, Sean. And 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 look, it's subtle. Oh, this guy, I don't know if you've looked at his right. injury record. Well, oh. who's, who's had a swear word? I'll read it out afterwards. No, I didn't use a word. What, what did I use? Well, you can't say it, can you? Can, you... can I? You said something law. That's a swear word. Oh, I don't think so. I'll go back afterwards. So, on the 17th of... Oh, there's another conspiracy theory. Sorry, I forgot the fifth one. The fifth one is he's tested positive for coronavirus. He was the one person to test positive on in from the Premier League, and it's being covered up, and that's why he's been missing for 14 from. days. Well, where'd you get all oh, well, there's your problem from? Then, Twitter, there's, the madhouse. You yeah. just nailed it. There's your problem. <laughs> so anyway, he's injured. He was playing on the Wednesday, the 17th. He'd played and scored a goal in the two practice games against QPR and Crystal Palace. He was playing at Rush Green and he got a knock from a fellow player. We don't know. He's got, first of all, it was a groin. We've been told it's a hip injury by David Moyes. Um, and he hasn't trained again since. So I don't know what it is. But if you look at his injury record, he's never really had a proper injury. He took 10 days off once when he had dental surgery. And, and he had abdominal cramps and missed, well, abdominal strain, actually, and missed 35 days. But apart from that, that was in 2017, 2018. He, he, he really has had no traditional injury. So it's just the West Ham curse that the time we need him the most, he is injured. It's the rush, rush green, isn't um, it? everyone tells you. The rush yeah, green, we should move. There's a conspiracy, it's yeah. a toxic nuclear we waste. There, and we've got another, another training ground we can move to. Uh, Little Heath, yeah. has that got port cabins? Um, but but he, so Tents what I hear is he, he started training well, today, but he hasn't trained, he hasn't trained for 12, 13 days. So Today, Monday, he trains. Tomorrow, he trains Tuesday. Match day on Wednesday, so he can't train with the rest of the squad, but he'll probably do his own training. Thursday's day off for the squad after a match day. Friday, he can train. Saturday, he can train. And then, of course, we've got the Newcastle away game. My view is he's obviously going to miss Chelsea. He only started training today. I don't think he's going to make uh, Newcastle. Small possibility of being the bench. The likelihood is he'll be back for Burnley at home. Which is in what ten days' time? A week, isn't it? Come thick and fast, don't they? A huh? week, isn't it? Don't we? Ten don't days, we play I think. Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Do we not? I don't. I don't. To be fair, I don't know when we're playing. It's it's all a blur. So that that's that's right. hilarious. Hello, hello. No conspiracy theories. Hello. So, so with hilarious, um, how many goals has he scored this season? Six. Isn't it? Oh, do you know what? I don't have that stat in front yeah. of me. He's probably still the top Six, scorer, I believe, is it? Or seven? You can in two no. practice games as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so you know, everyone's sort of like you're basing this whole thing about his return. He's not our saviour, is he? He's not going to save us. Well, no, maybe not. But it, without having any striker, and you're not, as you said, John, not playing the other two strikers, then what else we're better off got? with him than without him. Yeah. And he did score in the practice match. Anyway, the next one, conspiracy theory. Uh, well, not conspiracy theory. 
instead of transfer rumours, because people have given up on transfer rumours, and by the way, for those who are interested in Nigel, I have split my account now. My West Ham football account does not now tweet information from other sources except for West Ham Till I Die, obviously Clarence and Hugh and Football London. It doesn't do the Sun, the Express, the Star, etc. That's on another account now uh, called West Ham News 24-7, I think, from memory. Anyway, so I did say so I do listen to feedback, Nigel. Anyway, West Ham oh, you stopped tweeting all that rubbish the, then. Oh, well, that's I funny because yeah. yeah. still tweeting Claret and you and the football London. Shocking. What happened at Claret and you this week, Sean? Well, I, look, I don't really want to go into a lot of it, but, but there were some accusations um, from a particular reader who suggested quite strongly well, it's just a that tweet. Um, someone – no, no, it was a comment. It wasn't a tweet. It was a comment on our on our website that we were taking backhanders from, from the owners and we were actually being paid. Um, so, uh, look, it, it came at the end of a long week, and I'm not going to go into it, but there was a lot of abuse from a n- number of articles, etc. Everyone's entitled to opinion. And um, – you know, you had enough and, and said, you know, I'm going to talk to my lawyer. Um, I will tell you, by the way, that that individual who turned out to be young, but you don't know that at time. And when I say young, teens or 20s, I don't know exactly. <laughs> the dad said, you better go and apologize because you've crossed the line by making those slanderous rumors. So he, he fully apologized. It was accepted. There was no other action taken. It's a, it's a bit unfortunate. Look, there is a lot of unhappiness at the moment. People have been locked down. People um, are worried about relegation. People were not enjoying the football. Um, so there's a lot of frustration around. And, of course, a lot of that is anti-board feeling the, as the well. The problem is, is that someone makes a joke, people repeat that joke, then people read that joke and don't realise it's a joke, and then... It gets repeated. Yeah, this no, wasn't no, a joke. No. And it this, gets repeated a, yeah. so many times that then people suddenly believe and big accounts and everything all throw accusations about and that people then buy into it that you are what you're accused of and everything. When we know that ain't true, even though we take the mickey out of you. Yeah. yeah, look, Hugh, out of it, Hugh's come off Twitter. He he, he thinks it's a poisonous, well, toxic place to be. But the only thing about that is, and he's the, come the problem weren't on Twitter. And I've told you before, you're a news site. You don't need comments after an article. Switch the bloody comments off. Yeah, you have a point there. But sometimes when I've made a mistake, it's, it's handy. You <laughs> make a mistake? My God. <laughs> There'd be comments uh, after every article. Anyway. <laughs> Let's um, let's move on to uh, West Ham takeover. So the latest rumor, um, and it's the fifth one, is the ex-Liverpool technical director and former Spurs director of football, uh, Damien Comoli, I think his yeah. name is, is now looking to put uh, together a consortium to buy the Hammers. Well, last night I was contacted by about four or five people going, I hear a, I hear a. Um, takeover's gone through it's already done it's a done deal and i went no no nonsense but so many people and the basis of that seems to be a, a post that was on west ham 
uh, online oh. who, from a random person, oh. uh, who, um, from a random person who didn't put a name, and suddenly, you know, it was this person saying, I've been a long-term reader but never posted before, but this is really happening. Look, all I can tell you is I ask senior sources and they just go, no. But I would say true. that, wouldn't I? This is – well, and then that's exp- exactly what I expect you to say. Just two months ago, Red Bull were linked at buying West Ham. They were, they then it was really, Saudi Arabia. They? Red Bull weren't well, they really. were. That's just they a were. regurgitation of an old story. Well, it was, it was that inky whatever. Then, then there was a story in the press saying Saudi Arabia were going to turn their attentions to West Ham if they couldn't get um, Newcastle. More recently, it's been United Arab Emirates, which I can't see since the Sheikh of whatever owns Man City and you can't own two clubs. And really, he is United Arab Emirates. But these mystery Middle Eastern um, investors in UAE, then it was Trip Smith is getting a consortium of American buyers. Now it's an American consortium headed by Damien Camoli. It's all rubbish. Oh, and in this story today, they also said Camoli is looking at either buying West Ham, Southampton, Crystal Palace, or Newcastle. Oh well, Southampton it is then. And and the article suggests uh, West Ham could be sold for three hundred million, but only if they stayed in the Premier League. Well, I can tell you now, We're not the staying owners in the won't league. sell up oh. for three hundred million. No, we won't sell up for three hundred million. They want excess of five hundred million, and any sale before March twenty twenty three means they've got to hand over millions to the government. I don't see it happening. I don't see buyers. And this is, it's the latest silly season. Instead of transfers, that West Ham gets linked to every single transfer. They know that there's unhappiness with the fan base at West Ham and they link every single person with any money or any interest in a football club to buying West Ham. I'll put my, my uh, nick out on the line and say it's all, it's all nonsense, no substance whatsoever, and just complete and utter speculation. I know you may have a different view. Finally, before we go to questions, happy birthday, everybody. It is the 125th anniversary of a Thames Ironworks foreman putting an advert in the Thames Ironworks Gazette asking to form a football team. Um, I know the, the club launched... The home shirt today. I don't know if any of you like it. You're welcome what do you think to come in. Um, it's just the same. I, isn't it? I quite like it. it. It looks a lot like the last one at the bowling, but it's very simple, very traditional. So, I know a few people have got upset that London's not been removed from the badge, but it never oh, was right, going to. Right. So, right, so I've been sent this. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it, it, it's. Uh... I, I know you well, were going to say that. I'm you, prepared. You said, so, there, therefore, they, a few years ago, said, uh, we commit to recognise the former 1990 crest as well as others throughout history. They waved a flag. Yeah, 21st of April 2018. Right. Right. The so, thing, yeah, we yeah, commit okay. to consult supporters over the summer once again ahead of the 125th anniversary celebrations to devise a commemorative crest that reflects all aspects of the rich history of the club and that can be used throughout that yeah. season in a similar fashion to the farewell bowling, blah, 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 bullshit. Uh, yeah. Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Uh, we yeah. will then consult supporters regarding the potential permanent evolution of the badge ahead of the 125th anniversary. Uh, yeah, I think we can safely go. I've say, read it. 
I spoke to and the club about say? this today. Come on in. Yeah. What, did, what does the club say? Well, I was told, you know, the... No consultation be, has I'm, been I'm done. I'm just going to talk on the part, the OSB. The OSB met with Umbro, not the club, Umbro. You're not going to discuss with Umbro removing the London. So their remit was, no, they well, did a oh, survey. See, you're, you're moving, no, no, I'm going to no, because you're moving off of what was said there. We can go on to that No, let later. me finish. Answer well, that, that was written what by was Karen Brady. Said? I can't answer But you Karen said you Brady. spoke to the club about that. Yeah, well, let me finish. But you're waffling now. So, I'm not. The OSB had a remit to talk to some ports. They the did a OSB survey, has no which I helped them run with 3,000. And they gave feedback on what their views were on a subgroup of three people, right? They met with Umbro. They met with Umbro. They didn't meet with the club. They met with Umbro. All right, there was some person there taking notes, but the, uh, really it was a meeting with Umbro and fans and Umbro. Karen Brady was the one who said um, she would look at that. And I've written to the club and said, she did say this. And, and, and the person I said is, oh, yeah, um, I'll find out. So I don't know the answer. Right. But all I can tell you is it wasn't in the remit of the OSB. So if they did consult with fans, they didn't consult with the OSB about London being removed off the bridge. It wasn't in the remit. Did they speak to someone else? I can't answer that. You need this to ask Karen Brady. Cool, Sean, because you've had... Yeah, but she wrote that. that they've had be... a consultation, yeah, and they've had yeah, a committee sit and meet with Umbro, and they've managed to come up with the shirt and kit that we've worn 30 times in our history, or 20 times in our history. You know, it actually sums up how shambolic the SAB is and what a biggest waste of time. Well, it's not called the It it was an OSB. In the past, there would be no involvement. What an involvement. It's so... We've got white socks instead of claret socks that, that they've the been having. So that, that's even if that it's a small win on white come socks. On, come is that on, the best. Yeah. All that, all this OSB win, it, white no, socks. You can write an article about it being an OSB win. You can put in that article that the club should be pleased and proud of what they've achieved in this. Yet at the end of the day, who would only write you like could, that? to be fair. Yeah, have you? <laughs> yeah. Have you? All right. Well, all right. Has he done that? Yes, takeover is not going to happen. And this what, is, they are proud of, should be proud of what the OSB. He's put in an article today. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, Sean, please. I, I'm not sure I used the word Sean, proud. See, this I? is not being funny, but this is why you are hated, and that is exactly the reason. <laughs> oh, why. You have a reason. There's a lot of people out there that despise you for such a thing. You really don't help yourself. <laughs> You really don't. Anyway, we're going back. <laughs> we're going back. I just thought they need to be recognised. And if you read it, don't do not do the thing of just being... But, read yeah, but no, said, everybody is, who you know, knows anything about it knows that that board has got no credibility. You accept that. You can't deny that that's not true. I think they've They're had some not problems. not got any credibility, yeah. John. But anyway, we have moved on to the 125th anniversary. Um. And, and Nigel today has launched a uh, a, uh, a collaborative effort between more than just a podcast. Well, he did it all himself, and um, and the Reel of History, his YouTube channel, in launching a video. Do you want to give it a plug, Nigel? <coughs> uh, it's episode one of the uh, <laughs> the 
brief histories of West Ham United. So I'm going to use it to constantly tell stories in a shortened version, but give true facts, not made up crap. Sean. How long did it take you to create uh, this one? Well, it one. took me, you know, it took me a good probably, all told, Six it months. took me hour-wise probably 20 to 24 hours of work to put together. But you started it yeah, before I, the no, lockdown? No, I started yeah. it when lockdown started. I did something, changed my mind, weren't happy with it, factually checked everything, got everybody's name correct. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pop Robinson. And um, <laughs> everything is pop. Yeah, Robson. To be right. fair, Sean, uh, Puddlefoot was my favourite, but we'll I'll educate you on that bloke's <laughs> name later. I don't know. Exactly. exactly. So anyway, anyway there, it is. there you go. We we put a link I, on the, the Facebook. The Facebook group, and I, I've obviously I've done an put, article. I didn't put it on Facebook today because I didn't want it to take away from the post about questions so i will put it on tomorrow so have you done an article on it have you oh right i thought i said not to bother but thanks yeah i did one anyway so anyway uh i think drink drink out of a bottle of beer yes i need this Facebook, Twitter, question time. Yeah. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time. While you, the eight listeners, ask Nigel questions don't of ask fact me. They fiction. ask all of us. They don't ask you, do they, really? Uh, Miriam, don't, does he? Take it away, Nigel. So it's happy birthday, West Ham. Or is it? 125 today. See, ain't West Ham's birthday, people. It's Thames Ironworks. Totally two different things, but we'll divulge that later. Thames Ironworks FC was started, and West Ham today launched their new home kit to honour that 25, 125 years. Except Thames Ironworks FC never played in carrot and blue shirts. So that's gone well, Sean. We didn't get to that bit, did they? They, they, that yes. SAP, they, they played in Oxford Blue. really nailed that bit of historic <laughs> back to the wall, didn't they? Uh, thoughts on whether you think the club get this right or wrong. Anything else as usual as this is your part of the show. Auntie Penny's first up. Uh, hi, chaps. Mm. Really liking the new strip even more than this season, she says. Short and sweet, I'm afraid. Yippee, I hear Nigel say. Not really. But I really don't think my feelings about the club can be aired at the moment. However, regardless of where we are, uh, next season, just like the last 53, she'll still be there. Keep up the work, chaps. Uh, good friend of the show, Lewis Erentrout. It's Sean, he says. You listening, Sean? Please, please, yeah, please, on. sever your ties with that bloke you write for. I don't. He then goes on to say, you're so much better than that. We'll, we'll, we'll disagree. If you're doing it because <laughs> you get paid, then I'm sure we can all chip in and give you some dollar. Crowdfunding. <laughs> yes. The new kit is just lazy. It's exactly like 2015-16. He says, bring back Adidas and the three stripes. Haven't all the Umbro kits been the same? Pretty much. Well, you know you have to work to a template. I mean, this is one of the first things that Umbro told. You, these concept kits don't work to templates, so Umbro has a certain number of templates, and you've got to work within the templates. So this is really like, bad. Just design a new template. That's fun. 
No, Umbro has a set number of templates and you have to work with it. This is a problem with changing your kit every season, is that actually you're going to get repetitive. You need a claret shirt with with blue sleeves, white shorts and socks, you know, that's that's when it becomes stupid. So the the away kit is out later this week. I don't know the the, the club won't tell me the exact day. I know it's not tomorrow, Tuesday, but it will be out sometime within the next week. And that's your traditional blue away blue with two claret hoops apart. And is, is the third so kit traditional black tradition. or is it white? Oh, right. Keeping in. That's a good gold, is it? All right. Any slogans? Well, they probably want to do it for Bassett and Gold. That's gone a bit. (laughs) Gone a bit Bertie Bassett, hasn't it? Uh, Ian, Ian, grab it. Anyway, fantastic show as always, lads. Thanks, Ian. He says he watched a YouTube video regarding the current status. Before when you went to West Ham games, you always knew in the back of your mind, if we was on our game, we'd be a match for anyone. But now with Moyes, there's no game plan. He's trying to find positives. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Agree, yeah, I feel the same way. I know Nigel does. He was very disappointed. Well, that, yeah. Let's just hope when the easier <laughs> games come. Once we've got... Look, I don't expect too much out of Chelsea, but I do expect things out of Newcastle... Really? Maybe really? Burnley, Norwich. Yeah. Traditionally, Newcastle away um, is nil point. Burnley at home. Yeah, I know. The they're not doing anymore. very well, Newcastle. But we get beat by Burnley more often than not, don't we? I know. But it is at home. <laughs> yeah, that makes massive difference. Yeah, I know. I mean, we can that only, crowd, hope, we we can only hope that this is a bit like a, a lot of pre-season and they start to get better and better and we, we might actually well, like we do most seasons. out of them. Well, might, I mean, <laughs> sometimes we start all right, don't we? You'd like to think that we could 
sort of improve as the games are going on. So that's three the last that's all we need. Next Six year. games yeah, last, We've got to win fifty percent of them. So Villa, that's it. Villa, Norwich, Watford. Well, those three can't win at the oh, moment. The, the great stat at the weekend that was given out, I don't know who did it, they said that the bottom five since lockdown have played 13 games and account for three points between the five teams. No, that don't include Brighton. They're <laughs> sixth from bottom. No, well, no, no, I, no. I know, that's it not is true. true, yeah. They've played 13 games in total, have achieved three points, and the points, two of them have gone to Villa in four games. And one to Watford in three. In four games? Villa have played four games, yes. We're a game in hand on Villa. We were a game... Villa had a game in hand on us before lockdown. They lost that to Sheffield United. Or, so, so where's true, the other? Norwich have not won no, anything. Norwich have won nothing. Bournemouth have won nothing. Villa has took yeah. two points, two draws from four games. We've yeah. won nothing. And Watford took a point against Leicester. Well, that's three points, not four points. That's what points. I said, three points. Fifth, 13 games, okay. we took three points, the bottom five teams. Mm. Well, that tells you everything you need to know, <sighs> it doesn't does. it? Paul Chopper-Harris, he says, while I welcome a traditional style kit, he don't like it. He says the shoulders <laughs> are weird because the top of the body part is too narrow. It looks like a claret vest over a light blue T-shirt. I was a bit like Viali yeah, used to wear. Do you remember he used to have his tank tops? And what does it have to do with Thames Ironworks FC anyway? Which is true. Will the away kit reflect that? No, it won't. Light blue shirts with a red sash or a TIWFC badge with cross hammers and an anchor or something like that. Why doesn't the club ever involve the fans in something as basic as the kit design? Well, they have. They've gone to the SAB. But frankly, I think it shows them up for the frigging idiots that they are. After all... That's a yeah. bit harsh. I hope <laughs> You're going to get... Uh, Mr. Mr. Baker's going to be on it. Was Mr. Baker on the kit committee, uh, was he? Right, no, then. he wasn't. But that's what about the, the others? Who was on the committee committee? Commit, I, I'm not prepared to say the who they were. It's not the committee not, about the committee. Well, it's I'll not tell you about what, the Pride Geezer was on it. He shouldn't be very proud of that. Let's put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jim yeah. Jim was yeah. on it, and well, I grant him no bleeding credit at all. Anyway, it may be unfair. unfair. To be fair, I see his face when he got introduced to me in the supporters' club. It's obvious he don't like me, so I couldn't give a monkey's. After all, he says, some of us are the mugs who pay for them. And he's talking about the shirts there, old chopper. Made Marion, start off by saying, I wasn't the one who complained about Nigel's Welsh accent. That's right, some woman nutcase did. I just get annoyed with the fact that people struggle to pronounce my name, which he finds dead simple. Marion. Made. Made, yeah. He's got one of these triple names, hasn't it? Uh, he's got a question for Sean. When our league status is decided, does the club have a plan regarding season tickets whereby we pay in full to start off with and then if a portion of the games are played behind closed doors or restricted, we then get our money back per game, which of course, once again, is not cash but credit. I, I think you're right. I mean, I, 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 that's basically you, you, when they set, if we stay in the Premier League, uh, we pay the same money and we'll be credited back 
um, but you will have the option again to claim money back as right. cash. Okay. Now, here's another question. That Very quickly, I'm going to butt in on Marion. Sorry, mate. Stevie Nichols then says, bearing in mind what you've just said about that when you renew any games behind closed doors, they will refund you totally. When games get played in a full stadium, the first few games, there's possibility going to be people that will be too nervous to re-attend the stadium. But the club, though, are going to take their money off of the season ticket. Well, you say that, but the the real likelihood is there will be reduced um, capacity. I really do. I don't think they're going to allow 60,000 people in, whether you say there's 60,000 or not. So those people So when they let the 35,000 back in and go... What are they? What are you saying? That is, they won't do that until when? Until it's totally eradicated? I, I, yeah, until there's a vaccine. I, I, I think should have stayed that, at the um, bowling then, isn't it? <laughs> I think. Um, I think. Look, this is this is only my my view, but I think we won't see mass crowds uh, this year. I think maybe in January. Um, as long as, you know, the, the virus is uncontrolled and, and worldwide and, you know, America and everywhere else, it seems to be rife at the moment, then, then maybe them, you know, capacities will start to rise. But do I think that 60,000 people will be there in September? Do I hell? No. Uh, question for Nigel says, as I write, I should have just returned from Glastonbury, which is true. Did you watch any highlights in television? And if so, which was your favourite? Well, I watched Metallica and I watched the Foo Fighters and I dabbled a bit with the Rolling Stones. I watched Oasis from 95, which was brilliant. No, 94. Um, either Foo Fighters or Oasis 94 for me. Possibly Oasis 94. I thought was, you know, it was when they were still new. Nobody had a camera phone shoved in the air. There was no bloody flags blocking people's view. And it was just long-haired hippies with, with, with trampy clothes jumping about for fun. Like mate, to... You can't knock the flags. They voted to keep those in. Oh, mate, don't. Uh, I, you know, the worst thing ever, just flags. But, you know, you know what it's like, all these bleeding oil. Well, you can, by the way, um, oh, uh, they're looking for flags. I've got a flag so. they can put up, Sean. Well, uh, do you know what? Let's see if yeah. we can get it through. Shall we, shall we try? Shall we? That was for you. Yeah. yeah. yeah can we not put them more than the podcast one? I'll fund it. Can we not put them more than just if someone does the artwork? What will you fund it with, Sean? What will you fund it with? I will. Uh, I will fund it with with pennies in my your penny own, bank. Out of your own money. Bank. Oh, how much is it? Yeah. Okay, you crack on then. You can get flags made for thirty quid. Yeah, but I need someone to do the artwork, artwork. now. Well, you've got a logo. Artwork. How much artwork do you need to look at the more than just a podcast well, logo? I might more than just a podcast on it. Will that fit on the flag as a sort of? I don't I'll know. do it. I'll show you. I've made flags before. I made the uh, ICF. Why don't we get? Why don't we get a uh, flag in made up of Sean's? Sean, um, Sean statue by Callington Len. I think that statue needs pulling down. He <laughs> no. ain't done the video yet. Len, get a video. We'll put put me in it. I'll pull the statue down. I'll roll it down to River Lee and I'll dump it in the canal, mate. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a, I'll, I'll, have a anyway. I'll have a pull on the rope with you, Nigel. 
Yeah. That's you can line up me, John and George. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the reason this goes on for an hour with questions do is you don't you actually As don't Sean's still carrying on talking. Sean's talking and me and guys are talking and us three just keep Sean. pulling on that right. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> Get him down. He's weighted down. That's his belly. Pull him down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the rope round his chins. What one? There's a three to two. Dear, oh dear. Question for John. Oh, it's a beat up Sean. <laughs> I this week. Uh, did you understand Sean's answer, John? Right. Regarding the reason why Ticketmaster allowed to charge 10% for Ticket Trader when giving the money back. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not understand it. No. Why? Well, but please, don't, let's not go over no. it again. Yeah. yeah, we're not bothered, Sean. But it's not good. Uh, question for George. We don't pay a fee to Ticketmaster. Yeah, Supporters do. Keep you, you never covered why they take 10% for Ticket Trader, but less for uh, the way tickets. But anyway, question for George. You ready, George? Is it about Cam Newton? No. What is your oh. ideal meal? What is my <laughs> ideal meal? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of chicken fajitas. Chicken beaters. So you're about to be fried in the electric chair, yeah? They've come yeah. round and said, what's your last meal? And you're going to go, do you know what? I fancy a chicken fajita. Well, no, not just A, but chicken fajitas. And I'm a big fan of it because they just seem to keep on coming until the point I can't eat anymore. There you go. There you go, people. George's last meal, chicken fajitas. While, while, while it is his last meal. That wasn't the question, then, though, was it? It would then be chicken fried <laughs> fajitas. But uh, that, it says, question for George, what is your ideal meal? Yeah, not what would be my last meal. That's a different one. Well, you, your ideal meal's got to be your last meal, hasn't it? If you're thinking that's no. going to be my last meal. No. You know? Unless you want to leave a mess for them to clear up. And then you'd have yeah. a room. Vindaloo. <sighs> It's a Stelios uh, Kiriaki. Hello, he's, he's a Greek. He says, as you know, I've raised the same issue. He did, on his video yesterday, he did uh, point out all the kits are wrong. And he did a good point. He pointed out that actually we had the Thames Ironworks Memorial Kit as the kit we couldn't play in in 2016 when we first moved into the stadium. And then we had the away kit a couple of years ago of light blue, white shorts with a claret strip and black socks, which was the first West Ham kit. We had that a couple of years ago. So he says, if we are going to be true to our 125 years anniversary, should we not be all, should we not, should we not be wearing all blue next season, which was TIWFC's first ever kit? But that's because they left it to a committee, though, of three uh, who are very pleased and proud of what they've achieved. So they should. If the club were to do this, do you think the fans would really care if we wore all blue? Would you be bothered if we wore all blue as a home kit for one no, year? No. No, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Because that's what Arsenal did, if you remember, at their last season at Ibury. They do. Played yeah. in Claret, didn't they? Played in the Claret Car. Uh, maroon, I think they called it. Maroon, sorry. Or would there be even more marches and demonstrations for dishonouring our claret and blue history, which, by the way, didn't get introduced till 1903, although there was a claret hoop on a blue shirt before that? I've still been doing his homework. 
uh, probably watch your video. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's should, true. You should take note. To be honest, I'm actually more excited to see what the away kits look like. I oh, don't get your hopes up, son. Another question. Will we be the best dressed team in the championship next season? And then he says, uh, final question, which I know Sean won't necessarily answer. So I'll ask you all to give me your opinions on this consider. Is Hallery really injured or has he been diagnosed with coronavirus? We've done that. <laughs> uh, it would clear up the confusion over his injury, which is either hip or groin, whichever it may be, and he might be in quarantine. Uh, he, he says the last time he played was the 13th of June, 14 days quarantine, ends on the 27th of June, and then he gets himself to train, back to training now, meaning he won't be ready for Chelsea, uh, could be on the bench, but will be for Newcastle. He said, by the way, Nigel, love the advanced view in the latest video, and don't add that in if you want to keep it a secret. It's not a secret still. But thank you very much. Dodsy goes, all right, my handsome, how you doing? He says, now that the Simpsons have said they will no longer be using white people to voice the characters of ethnic minorities, will Nigel be recruiting a Welshman, a Greek and a country bumpkin to do the voiceovers for him (laughs) every week? (laughs) Good point. Uh, Is that what they've done in the Simpsons? Well made. Yeah. No. Yep. Oh, a lot of a lot of animated. Um, you mean it wasn't a real Indian game doing that bloke's voice? Yeah, well, the, the, the oh, whole he was good, wasn't he? He was good. The whole Apu thing's been a, a topic for a while, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I don't watch The Simpsons. It has. It has. It's been quite a controversial. Topic. I didn't know it's still going. Controversial topic. He's still ten, isn't he? I was once at a work function in my old job, and we had a writer from The Simpsons doing a speak, uh, speak a talk. <laughs> Doing a speak, um, and one guy, speech, and it was a, uh, it was he went to like question and answers at the end, and one guy called him out about a poo and said it's racist, blah blah blah. It was the most no. awkward, yeah, it's one of the most awkward things I've ever seen in my life. He, we we he, might divulge in where you work for me, George. That sums up the mark, the industry you used to be in. Yeah, well, no, I mean, he, I don't think he, he wasn't in my direct team. He was just, yeah, no. But he had done a completely different job. But it, yeah, it just—it was just so awkward. Isn't it? We room about five hundred people, and this this bloke standing on the stage, and you know he, he's the writer of the probably the biggest series in TV arguably ever, and he's come over to London to do a talk like that, and he gets called out. It was a little bit awkward. Anyway, what would have been funny? We'd have done the answer in a post voice. Now I would have. Oh, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anyway, he did. He did. He dealt with it very well, with humour and understanding. He was very good, but it was just all a bit awkward. And like you could see, the senior people that had organised it all just sitting in their chair, like hiding. It was all very, very awkward. That, that reminds me of the time that uh, my question never got chose at school to ask Alvin Martin by my teacher. And then they opened the floor up to any question, at which point 11-year-old Nigel held his hand up and said, how much do you earn? (laughs) (laughs) To which point the teacher's eyes just bared at me. And Alvin Martin went, well, we don't like to discuss how much money we get. (sighs) 500 quid a week, Al. Anyway, that's, uh, yeah, I've been there. Uh, Stelios then goes on. Talking to, oh, sorry, not Stelios, Richard Dodds says, when it comes to Spurs game for 40 minutes, he thought we were playing okay. What, what 40 minutes was that? Was that broken up across the whole game or was it in one block? Uh, he said, until he realised that all we were doing was putting 11 men behind the ball, 
Differing Dave refusing to use all substitutes, even when two down. It was a training game for Tottenham if you play defensively. One striker up front. Don't bring on a jetty or seal. Oh, I think they're crap. You get what you deserve. What does Nigel think about all the rumours about Big Fat Sang coming back to keep us up? Uh, whoever started them was an idiot, to be fair. I don't know who started them, but please don't do that. And we're on a no-swear show, so he, he goes... Um, have you set up a just giving page for the Maid Marian as a seed last since last Wednesday? He's been living in a tent. Times are rough. Well, I thought I saw Marian uh, dressed up in a Kaz outfit and in the background of BBC Two because apparently the BBC, even in lockdown, thought it'd be fit to send two presenters to a field to do shows about a festival not happening in that field. That's <laughs> what for, well, at least they social distanced. Even though Merriam probably would have been sheep, wouldn't he? Nah. Anyway, uh, he's seeing on the dark web that when you look at our fixtures, uh, they are even laughing at us because our fixtures go H-A-H-A-H-A-H, which obviously says, ha-ha-ha-ha. Very good, Dodds. Not the only Virginia. Yeah, but yeah. Don't, most of them do that. It's very true. You might have ha because you've got two away games, yeah, or you might have ah. So you could have ah. Yeah, but the, most of the time it's home away. Come on, from the eighties, isn't it? This is this is not because I've heard it. I've all got now. a uh, fixture fixtures, ah, fixtures joke. Yeah, go on. Uh, Enya's first three home games in the rugby league was sail away, sail away, sail away. Oh, awful! Why would you actually repeat that? <laughs> it really yeah, made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> the fact that made you laugh makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, Barry Meikle uh, has popped up. All right, Bazza. He said, you asked for pronunciation last time, Nigel, and it rhymes with treacle. So it's Meekle. Like Meekle Antonio. Uh, as it's our 125th anniversary, what is everyone's favourite West Ham memory? He says, mine is sitting in the lower corner, home end of St. James's Park on Halloween 98 when we won 3-0. That was a good game. West Ham fans having a ball in the upper tier after the first goal. The Stuart had a quiet word with me. Do you all think that Moyes' refusal to play a striker in place of Haller, preferring Antonio, is undermining the other striker's confidence? I'd like to see Silver given a go. Uh, I'll, I'll let the others ask the best thing. I'll answer that question. Uh, I don't think a Jetty's got any, uh, you know, confidence anyway, so that we can undermine. He is crap for us. And Silva is just a youngster. We can't throw him in. So you boys can answer the question. 125 years of history, not for George, uh, or 120 years of history. Favourite memory, quickly, Sean. West Ham Portsmouth, um, when the the smoke alarm went off. (laughs) Right. It's an uh, in joke, really so it, it won't yeah. travel well. <laughs> John, um, <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> um, just, just generally, <laughs> just watching the games. It was uh, just watching Devonshire back in the day, and I remember us get being beat by Liverpool. I think we were losing four two at the time. 
It's been about 85, something like that. And it was like the, the South Bank was just so loud and we were sort of still out singing everyone there. It was just so, such an atmosphere, even though we were getting beat. It was just, that was when I was really sold on it all. Good old days when getting beat didn't bother us. Yeah, it was just so, it, the more they, the more they outplayed us, the more goals they got, the louder we got. Mm. George? Uh, mine's another non <laughs> it's obviously football related, but it was, it was when, um, John and Sean fell down the stairs at Stamford Bridge. Last season up to part, uh-huh. wasn't it? And uh-huh. Andy Carroll came on and scored an equaliser and, and John and Sean left our seats and ran down to the front but fell over each other on the way down. We disappeared. <laughs> we landed on who? Uh, Sean landed on me. <laughs> Yeah, it was on match of the day. You could see it. It was on match of the day. Very funny. Dear oh dear. Uh, Benjamin Harshot says, uh, "Hello, lads. He's from Belfast. He talked like that." Uh, so look forward to hearing Nigel's accent. You don't know, son, do you? <laughs> 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 Never! Is uh, that's the only thing I can do, Northern Ireland. Uh, kit looks good, just as it did when we last used it four years ago. Uh, could have should have taken London off the badge. Well, apparently Karen said she was going to do it, mate. But obviously, no, she didn't. Hold oh, up a minute. She never didn't said. She said that. I thought I read that earlier. Permanent evolution. She could make the London much bigger. She didn't say. She just said evolution. She oh, didn't say. I'll look at taking oh, London off the badge. So she said. I'll look at permanent evolution. I, I, so she could actually get rid of West Ham and make it London United. Who knows? The badge by instead of having yellow hammers, making it look even worse by just having the blue hammers and putting 125 underneath it. Oh, mate, and 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 the committee. Don't forget the committee people. All three of them. Committee and, the and come up with this outstanding work, people. Outstanding. Imagine the food bill for them SAB meetings. I tell you, oh, there was any. I know. Oh, still good spread though, isn't it? Hey, eh? and the umbro. <sighs> Regardless of how nice, our good kit or anything else, they, they can eat umbro though. They can. Yeah. The fact remains. <laughs> we shouldn't spend a penny with those three parasites remaining in charge. Brady out, Gold out, Sullivan out, and Moyes out. He wants all out. It's like it's like a union rep from the seventies. <sighs> Thanks for that, Ben. <clears throat> Harsha. Uh evening all Tim's Ironworks team. This is Ziggy Stardust. Uh, who put on a good set, I must admit, at Glastonbury, uh, is an integral part of West Ham's history. But releasing a classic carrot and blue shirt is a mixed message. He feels sorry for the team tasked with coming up ideas. Well, now you don't. Now they get lambasted, whatever they do, rightly so. Zig, having said that, they don't seem to learn from previous blunders and compound the arguments and split opinions further. Maybe they should come up with three or four shirt designs and have put it to a fan's vote. But not a lame carrots are huge poll, but email season ticket holders and members to vote. Personally, the only West Ham shirt should be is the plain carrot with blue sleeves, like the 1964 version, not looking like a vest. I can see what they're saying now when I look at that shirt. Oh, it looks like see. a tank top, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I can see what they're saying. <sighs> Ian Wiley from the Mighty War. Hi all, he's still loving the show, lads. Uh, not much to comment on, even though he goes on. For me, 
Botter does have a request. He says, please can we stop mentioning <clears throat> name? Stop giving the scab airtime. If he wants to ditch us after we gave him a chance, then good riddance. Let this be the last time he's ever mentioned until we have to announce that he's ditched us. Oh, and no, Nigel, he's not a relative of Pete. Oh, that's the same, isn't it? Scarcely. Who are we talking about? Uh, Pete Wiley. Wiley. Mighty Wiley. It's a music thing, Sean. Do you remember that music? You know, you put discs on the top or no, CDs. No. In. Do you remember? You know what you used to Pete, do? Back sure, sure, yeah. no, I, only, I just had Spotify now. You know, when you was like the stand-in because the bloke was, uh, was playing the hippity hop. Yeah, yeah. You still doing your uh, DJ sets? I've stopped, George. Now. Stopped. Oh, okay. Novelty wore off. Well, it was, it was just that people started going out. No one was um, stuck at home in their Listening. gardens to to enjoy the staying in vibes. You no prodigy. That's probably why. Yeah. M- my my favourite one was where you you were looking for the word Sunday in in the title. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, you're making it. You're selling it really well, Sean. Yeah, well done. Yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> Those four hours just flew by. <laughs> yeah, you moan about us doing a two-hour podcast, but you did four hours of Sunday <laughs> with the word Sunday in, or, or whistling. Where well, the other one was <laughs> songs that um, include a whistle. Alan Partridge would be proud, wouldn't he? Did you play Patience would, by Guns N' Roses? Uh, I don't think I did. No. Yes, you did. did I? No, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, any more questions? Anyway, evening, gents, yeah, says cool. Nick Harvey. Brady out. New kit. Brady it's out. the same as 2015-16. Not a fan of the sleeves as it make it look like a vest. The badge looks awful. I'm with you. I think it does look awful. So, not a fan of design. Surely the club are going to regret choosing Rice as the face of the new kit launch, given that I'll be wearing that. a Chelsea kit by the end of August. I thought or do that. you just lot think he'll stay? No, I don't think he'll stay. He's gone, isn't he? I do. I think he'll stay. And let me tell you, um, earlier this week or over the weekend, I spoke to the senior source who said two things need to happen for Declan Rice to go. The first thing is they need to sell Canty to, is it Real Madrid? Um, For 75 million, whatever. They can sell him to anyone. If we're specifying, it's got to be Real Madrid. All right. So first of all, Canty has to be... um, Canty has to be sold, right? And secondly, that money they get for him has got to be paid to West Ham because he ain't going for 45 million. If they get 72 million or 70 million for Canty, then they need to give that 72 million to West Ham to have a chance of prize him away. Assuming we stay in the Premier League, obviously, if we go to Championship, all bets are off. But uh, if, if we stay in the Premier League. So he's gone. Yeah, well, thanks, Sean. Yeah, well, thanks, Sean. <laughs> no, yeah, he, uh, Nick carried on. As long as we're in the Premier that, League, he stayed. That, that he thought that... yeah. Yeah. See you later. See, See you later. Bye. Uh, so he thought the games at the weekend were the dullest FA Cup quarterfinals in memory. Didn't set the semi finals up to be any good, really. Uh, and he didn't enjoy watching any of them. Right, uh, sh- he, well, here's a question that Sean avoided answering last week. So it's his multiple choice, lads. So I'll ask uh, John and George first. Sean, I don't want no interruptions from you, yeah? All right. Right. Why was the new kit promo cancelled? A, nobody booked a photographer. B, the kit was delivered in kid sizes and didn't fit the player. C, 
the photographer tested positive for COVID-19, or D, Snodgrass slipped on a disc, pulling on the new shirt, and Moy said stop as he didn't need any more injuries. What are we going? What are you going for, John? A, B, C, or D? C. All right, John, you going for what? B. B, the kit was delivered in kid sizes. And yeah. Kit. <laughs> All right, Sean, what are you going for? A. Oh, hey. Well, of course, I know the answer is C, people, but I'm not allowed to tell you. Uh, the only way we're staying up is if Villa Bournemouth and Watford continue their run of form uh, and Norwich, expecting us to lose 2-0 to Chelsea and Wednesday pick up him. Different Dave and Brady out. Steve War boys. A bit like uh, War lads, you know, like Geordie's, but he's War boys. Evening, gents. Quick question. I hope it is. How can Golden Sullivan allow us to sleepwalk towards a relegation yet again? This has all the makings of another Avran Grant type season. With the financial uncertainty, surely successful business such as these two cannot simply sit back and watch it all unfold without having doubts on Moyes. They are the only ones who can change it. And even with seven games to go, he's said Allardyce, gone. Sorry, not continuing. Blinda Kakatis. Even in peeps. I'll just go back. Steve, mate. You're not, I'm not having it, all right? It's my question time, not doing it. Belinda, BFS, not coming back. Belinda Kakatis, even in Pips, she says, no, kid, it's nice. Uh, we doesn't feel super special. And the team, the best not to say too much. I think our only hope is that there are three teams worse than us come the end of the season. I do not think I can endure any more noise. I wish we had a kibbity club. She's a loving the show, though. I, I'm going to get her. I'm going to. I'm going to contact her and ask her to record her voice so we can play it on next week's show and show you she does not sound Greek, mate. I'm telling you, I've heard her. She's Greek from Forest Gate. Uh, Luke Ed, the man with two names. Uh, after the Louise signing, my friend, who is an Arsenal supporter, said that the Gunners were taking an early lead in the race to be the 2021 Premier League laughing stocks. Uh, where Luke then said, I told him in no uncertain terms that West Ham will win that title. Uh, carry on, lads, carry on, he says. This is a bit like carry on podcasting, in a way. Gary Prince, evening, gents. Uh, evening. What would Sean be? It'd be like Charles Haltry, wouldn't he? If if we were podcast carry on team, <laughs> do you think? Or, or who's the one who went? Bleh! You know who had the tick? I've forgotten who he was. Uh, Gary Prince, Sean's mate. Evening, gents. What'd you make of the new home shirt? I think we've all agreed, apart from Sean. Think it's disappointing. Looks more like a vest or a tank top. They've got the sleeves wrong. Open your waist shirts better. Feeling it's going to be embarrassing as most of the players advertising shirts today won't be in the club in six weeks' time. Paul Smith, nice range of clothes wear. Huge step up on this. Perhaps we should get Paul Smith. Paul Smith makes clothes, didn't they? I am right, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not up with all the eye, you know, eye fashion. Uh Huge step on last season on Trusty. White shorts and socks are a good move. Got to be white shorts and socks, people. Badge is way too busy. I'm with you. Cross diamonds in the shield with one, two, five in the space underneath the hammers would have been good. Get rid of everything else. Aaron Watkins. At least we have a nice kit in the championship, even though we've just all agreed, Aaron, that it ain't nice. Couple of questions for Sean the Badge. 
Like the new seat and was supposed to have been consulted with more fans. Well, we've covered that. Sean disagrees. Apparently, it was Brady and we're not allowed to consult with her. Uh, more continued. Right, guys. She may have consulted with someone else, of course. Oh. Yeah, what, the mirror? She might have consulted with Sophia and uh, whatever. I don't know what her son's she name She consulted is. with a, a one-man consultancy. We're not friends anymore. She doesn't ring. She doesn't call. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Doesn't email. Uh, will the fans ever be consulted on the badge? Of course not. And why were they not this time? Because she don't care about us. They say the club belongs to the fans, yet the fans continue to get ignored. It's our soul-singing superstar from Tenerife, Michael Levy, Jr. Obviously, because his dad's called Michael Levy, all those that don't understand. <coughs> Hello, Americans. Hi, all. Oh, he says, the new kit is very, very similar to the fifteen sixteen kit. Not sure if he's blown away. Can't help but wonder if this Haller situation is fishy. Sean says, no, don't worry. <laughs> uh, Sean, any insider news other than he's got a groin strain seemed to be lasting a while. It's moved to his hip. It's a hip injury. And, and then it moved to his nose and his He'll be throat. back for Burnley. It sort of Monk his my chest area. And he came down with sort of like... He'll be back for Burnley. Maybe on the bench for Newcastle. Then he lost his sense of taste. But it's all right. He's good. <laughs> Go away, Siri. Uh, whew, he says uh, it's going so it's lasting a while. In terms of the state of where we are as a club, it don't matter what the players' manager we have, if those at the top, no long-term plan, strategy, or even style, it's like changing the wing mirrors on the car with a, a screwed-up engine. Not allowed to swear this episode, Mike. But we'll be back to swearing next week, hopefully. Uh, and Nigel, you wonder what score I went to. He went to Scott Wilkie Primary School in Custom House. So you was on the rough side, son. Uh, and then he was down to go to Woodside, nice school. My, par- my, my, my parents-in-law live Woodside Road. And then they moved to Rumford. Oh, he moved up in the world. Uh, but he confesses that Tenerife's a little better. And he's looking forward to seeing you, even though he's not wrote that, John. <laughs> don't forget when you're out there, you've got to have a beer with him. I will. And, and I want to hear him sing as well, because I do love a bit of Motown. Uh, Chris Williams says he likes the new kit. Well, you're on your own, son. But what will it look like with a championship logo on, on the sleeve? And who, in your opinions, would be the ideal owners of the club? Rich, good at business, not from a country with dubious regime, already fans. That's a good question, actually. What is the ideal owner? Um, the bloke who owns Brighton. Bloom. Yeah, I mean, he seems to have done it quite well, doesn't he? He's brought them up, financed the thing, given them loans, no interest. And yeah, I, I've heard he's put club 300, at heart. Is it 300 million into that club? Yeah, it's all the club at heart, truly club at heart. For me, I'd go Steve Gibson at Middlesbrough. I know they're yo-yo and whatever, but he, he always does right by that club for me. George, you got a, a, an owner you'd like to say? Yeah, I'd like him. Um, Shake Mansour. Well, the Fenway Group. What part of your body's that? How do you shake your Mansour? Uh, I've got an idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I hope you've been playing with it too long anyway. Uh, uh, there you go. There goes the family-friendly podcast. Well, I didn't swear, did I? Dear, yeah. oh dear. Paul Nolan, evening, gents. It's the show for here. Beep, beep. 
Uh, this week's ramblings, our poor were against Spurs. Will Moyes ever make changes? He's about as much tactical awareness as a chocolate teapot. Still, all the clubs around uh, us seem to be don't want to stay up either. Will we get anything against Chelsea or Will Lampard? We'll do predictions later. Re-shirts, uh, are they using up their excess stock of 2015? He's un- underwhelmed. Hopefully, the away and third shirts are better. Don't hold your breath. Question for Nigel. Did you get my email read my translation for my St. Paulie newsletter? Yes, I did. Uh, I found it in my junk, but I've put you down as non-junk now, so you can send me your other one, and I will forward them both then to my friend in Germany. EB, if you're listening, I need a favour. Good and Targ and all that. Uh, and and weren't Cologne absolutely dog? Here's a German team for you, Pete. If you love a, if you're a sadomasochistic West Ham fan, go support Cologne. Safe from relegation, nothing to play for. I watched the game, I had to settle for German commentary because it weren't available in England. 6 1 they lost to a team that were about to be relegated and saved, well, didn't save themselves, they now go into the playoffs. 6 1, watching it, it was like watching West Ham at the end of the season. Dear, oh dear, I was disgusted. <sighs> Question for Sean Did you get his LinkedIn request? Who's that? Paul Nolan, the business consultant. Oh no, but I will. I will look at it now. I, I don't use LinkedIn very often, but I, now he's mentioned it, I will uh, accept him because I am a lion. All oh, right. Now, yes, please. Good to know, isn't it, that you're going to accept him now? He knows you don't use it, so you're just going to waste his bloody time. But anyway, <laughs> uh, final question for you: is If we go down, which away ground are you also looking to visit in? Um, um, the Portsmouth back up. <laughs> they could be. They could be. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We could relive our Portsmouth day. What a shithole that is. I wouldn't. Wait! Oh, Sean. I'm behaving myself here. Is, is that you, got a this far. you got this far. One hour, 26 minutes. And you. I'll bleep it out. You said I swore earlier, which I don't think I did. Sod, you said. But go on. Anyway, so, George, you looking forward to a team playing next season? Uh, Charlton, if they stay up. Oh, he's Nick Marwan. If if, um, Brentford don't come up, they'd have a new ground, wouldn't they, Brentford? They would have a new ground, yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah. Not too far away as well. Yeah, good shouts, good shouts. Uh, For me, where would I like to go? Well, it looks like they're going down. I've always enjoyed going Barnsley, to be fair. <sighs> We've watched Glastonbury. What was your favourite set? I've watched it. Foo Fighters for me. Just but no, well, Oasis Foo Fighters. John, did you watch any Glastonbury? I did, and I watched a big chunk of the Bowie set, which was quite yeah. impressive. Yeah. Sean, did you watch Glastonbury? It's like a music festival. They have yeah. people that sing songs. Yeah, I watched Bowie. That's the only one I watched. Oh, right. You went for the one you already knew. That was safe going. Uh, George. Yeah, it was. Did you watch any uh, Glastonbury? I watched a bit of it. I watched some of the highlights yesterday. Um, I know it's a favourite of John's. I really enjoyed Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Can, you it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Did he sing Shaft? That's he what did. he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Mm. Chocolate salty balls. That was Isaac Hayes, wasn't it? It was. was it in South Park. Yeah, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, and did you see Miriam 
Marion, Marion, Maid Marion, he moans about the way he pronounces his name, so I'm saying it every bloody way. Maid singing along to Sheik because he is the greatest dancer. Uh, no, because I don't watch Sheik. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, the vehicle is reversing. He said, in case we're wondering, lads, he said, uh, on the consulting job front and our adverts for him, uh, none so far. <laughs> Oh, that's rubbish. Well, we're about as, You'd think the other seven well, listeners would want to be fair, because he's complaining about his work, we're about as all as good as his other adverts. So at least we're not worse, are we? <laughs> no. So uh, if you want consulting over your business, uh, perhaps he can tell me how I can deliver more pie mash, uh, then he's your man. All seriousness, you know. Alan Woodhouse says, uh, how is Sean getting on now they split his Twitter account up? Uh, yeah, Trout says, as he to which I put, he has to which Alan input, as he. <laughs> so I think Alan was being sarcastic and has been called out and didn't realize you, <laughs> you actually have finally done it. I have, yeah, only yesterday, but yeah. And Dan Perry from uh Beverly Hills 651024 says, uh, <laughs> white shorts with a co- comment, yeah, white shorts. Now it should be done. And thus endeth this week's Facebook Twitter question time. <sighs> that I've managed that. to do without um, swearing to keep Mr. Mowney on Twitter, Abby. Yeah, and, and uh, so I'm, still, I'm kids... still top of uh, Super 6, Nigel. So what, what's my prize going to be this year? I'll pick a fight with me today. Yeah. you got um, how many points you score at the Dick- weekend? Next subject, predictions. predictions. Yeah. Uh, John? 3-0 uh, three, three Chelsea. 4-0 normally against Chelsea. We lose. So that was George. John? That was George and John. I don't want to break it to you, Sean. George went 3-0. Um, John went 4-0. Nigel? Uh, I'll, go, I'll take the 2-0 and I'll leave you with one. Well, I'm going to go 1-0 for West Ham which is 17 to 1, by the way, with some bookies. Now, if you put on a fiver, obviously that's 85 return. But if you put Mark Noble, penalties a first goal score, that's also 17 to 1. That's £1,445 return. So I say a double, Mark Noble, first goal scorer, and West Ham 1-0 win. Put a fiver on it, and you'll be £1,445 better off, minus your initial stake, obviously. If you want any big tips, people, just follow Gio from Ammon's Chat because by far and away, he is the greatest football tipster I have seen. I don't really back him, but there's a part of me that thinks I'm going to start backing him because every tipster backs losers. But Jesus Christ with football, Gio knows his shit, mate. Uh, knows his stuff. All right. So get on when the fun here. stops, stops. Yeah. Um, I've been Sean. Nigel has been... Uh, Mm, yes. I'm trying to think of a word to ends with without swearing at Sean. But your friend uh, John really. has been I've just I've been having a blast. And George has been uh, on mute cooking dinner for the last twenty minutes. For <laughs> heaters don't <laughs> take that long, son. Bye. Come on, you are any more. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 